Hey friend, welcome back for an all new episode of the A Wife Like Me podcast. My name is Amanda Davison and I'm your host. I'm doing a special series on communication because we need it. Uh, you can go back and listen to other episodes we've had on communication. I will link those in the show notes. But what we're going to do in this series specifically is walk through each of the keys to what actually needs to be in place for us to experience healthy communication in marriage. So often when we are looking at communication in marriage, all we see is that this is hard. Why is this so hard? We're just trying to talk about this one thing or I'm just I just shared that with you. What is it that's like why are you so frustrated with me? What seems so off? What what's going on? And so oftentimes all we see in our marriage is that something is hard. Communication is hard. Someone is cranky. Like that's what we see. But we have to be able to pause and actually think through the things that we're talking about in this series so that we can sort of do a course correction so that we can actually interrupt regular broadcasting and find and tune in to love and tune into what is going to build a better cycle in our marriage. And so that's what we're doing in this series. If you have not listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to do that. We looked at really the first key that is necessary, that's needed for us to feel connected when it comes to communication in marriage. And that key was asking the question and being able to dig through, kind of decipher what is the actual problem? Why, what am I feeling and why am I feeling that? Oftentimes, like I said last week, when we're able to do just simply that, we're actually able to solve the, the actual issue. So if I'm finding that when I'm communicating or when I'm with my husband, I'm just, I'm just angry, I'm just irritated, perhaps after listening to last week's episode, I'm able to see I'm, I'm upset, I'm cranky because I'm tired. Like it might not even have anything to do with your husband. Same with him. When, when he goes through that first key, he might find, yeah, I'm really stressed with work. That's why I'm so short and irritated with you. Neither of those might, you know, they're not okay, but just identifying the actual problem oftentimes is, is all that we need to be able to then come back together, united and connected within marriage. Okay. It can also be something that is simple. Then we identify with our spouse that I am feeling this because of this that you are doing or this that you said. And then when we share that it's received well and there's repentance and we can move forward. But like I said last week, sometimes it's not that simple. And so here's the next key that we're going to talk about today in this episode. It's not, again, it's not rocket science, but when we are not able to do this, we will not experience the type of communication and connection we desire in marriage. So the next key to experiencing really healthy communication in marriage is a willingness then to engage the topic with these three things. Okay. So again, last week we talked about what is the actual problem. This week we're talking about the fact that we are then able to engage in communication 
around this topic or around anything at all with these three things in place. This is the second key to healthy communication. Healthy communication in marriage and in fact in any relationship requires a desire for unity, humility, and growth. Okay, so we're going to talk about these three things, but if we are frustrated with the way we are communicating in marriage, we feel off, something's wrong, and then we decide and we look at, okay, I'm going to approach this topic with my husband or vice versa, and it doesn't go well, it's probably because there's a lack of unity, there's pride, or an unwillingness to grow an unwillingness to see that there is even potential for growth, okay? So we're going to break these down first. We, for, for communication and marriage to work, we've got to approach it with this lens of unity, okay? Like this sense of beyond what I think or what I feel, I care more about us being on the same team. Romans 15 verses 5 and 6 say, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that together in one mind, one voice, you're going to glorify God the Father. When, we, when we're looking at communication and connecting in marriage, unity, being on the same team, this, this lens of viewing everything in your marriage through the lens of, of being on the same team being saying I am for you and the other I am for you we are on the same team I'm not against you I want our marriage to be awesome and I'm for you I'm on your team I'm willing to hear hard things I'm willing to share hard things and that like I'm for you my main goal here is that we're going to unify together in, a, in such a way that we glorify God. That's my goal. So when we, when we talk about approaching topics and approaching even just each other in our marriage, if we don't have this lens of being on the same team, of being united and wanting to glorify God, it's going to be hard. Our communication, our, our, uh, our, the ways that we approach each other, It's not going to feel united or even like, you know, the other is for each other because we're just simply not. And it's so easy to, to come into marriage and then forget this. So I see this all the time. And this is one of the first things, oftentimes, oftentimes the only thing that I need to discuss with a couple when things are hard, uh, sometimes it's all that I need to remind them of. Like, are you guys on the same page with this? Like, are you on the same team? Not, not on the same page. Are you on the same team when it comes to this topic? Because it seems like right now, the way you're discussing this is you're against each other. And so I, once I 
remind them that, you know, you are for each, are you for each other? Because sometimes we might not even be. And so we have to remember that in marriage, God did not put you and your husband together on accident. And he wants to work in you and in your husband and in your family. But if we have this sense of, I am not for him and he is not for me, then it's hard to come together and actually feel connected when we're communicating. So that's the first one. We want to engage each other, engage marriage, engage communication with a heart of unity, of being on the same team. The next part of this is engaging each other with a desire and a sense of humility. Okay, so often, it, they're, these are all tied together, but they're different. So, so often in marriage, we have a sense of pride within us. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing, do nothing, say nothing, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. If we want to feel connected with our husbands, we have got to approach them with a heart that values their experience. Amidst your own, you're not, not, not valuing your own experience or your own feelings, but you also want to value theirs. And that's one simple way going back to the first part is of them feeling and actually believing you are for them is when you do value what they are experiencing, even if you don't agree, even if you don't understand, by valuing what they're sharing, what they're experiencing, even if, let's say your husband comes to you with the example I just gave earlier of you potentially finding you've been irritated because you just simply aren't getting sleep. There's a lack of sleep. If your husband comes to you and says that same thing, like, you know, Amanda or Kate or whoever, whatever your name is listening, I, I think I've been so cranky because I just, I'm not sleeping well. I'm not getting any sleep. And you might look at him and think, are you kidding me? All you do is sleep, (laughs) right? You could say that we all know how that would end. Or you could value that he is believing that he's not getting sleep. I want to, I want to understand that more. Like I want to dive into that can you help me understand what that what what you mean when you say that? Because from your experience, it might be that he's, you know, falling asleep all the time and then he's sleeping all night and all he does is sleep when he gets home from work and sleep, sleep, sleep. And so that's confusing to you. You know, you can ask, like, can you help me understand that better? Tell me more about what it means, like, when you say I'm not getting any sleep. Okay, to have a heart of humility says there are things that I probably am missing here. I don't likely have the full picture here. A heart of humility says, I don't know that I'm right. And we oftentimes, specifically when it comes to marriage, we do think we're right. We know our spouse so well, probably better than they know themselves. And they feel the same probably about us. And so when we're looking at an, a topic within marriage, we it's so easy for us to jump into this place of thinking, I know best. I know right. I know you're wrong. (laughs) Okay. But having a heart of humility says, you know what? I'm going to value you. 
I'm going to value what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, even if I don't understand it or don't agree, even if I think you're completely wrong, I value you enough to listen to your experience and to believe that that is what you think, what you feel, and what you are experiencing. So whenever I'm looking at a couple and they're coming to me in a difficult place, again, this, these are the things I'm walking through with them. And I will call out in each of them whenever is necessary and remind them and, and call them out like, right now it feels like you're being prideful. Right now it feels like you're unwilling to hear what they're saying. A heart of humility is willing to accept, acknowledge, and own their wrongs. One of the first episodes, I think it was episode number one, we had an episode zero and then one, was the, the two words that can really heal a marriage and save a marriage. And they're simple. It's, I'm sorry. And I think for most of us, if not all of us, that's not where our mind first goes. But a heart of humility in marriage owns any part of the problem or the situation or even the person's experience. We are willing to humbly say, yeah, I'm sorry. I think I got that wrong. I did say that even though the whole situation might be X, Y, Z in that area, I did mess up. I was short with you. I did cut you off. I'm sorry. I was disrespectful. I'm sorry. And so on. So a heart of humility receives hard things and owns those things. Okay. All right. The last part in this key this week of, you know, being able to experience healthy communication is having a desire to grow and, and really a desire to improve yourself and your marriage. So when we are, you know, looking at, again, a heart within marriage where, where one of you feels like, er, like it's hard, it's hard, like it's cold. Some, one of us is off. Both of us are approaching each other with this like sense of uh, cr- like a criticism or critical eye toward each other. One of the things that I will ask each spouse is, do you believe your marriage can get better? And they'll answer. Then the next question is, do you desire it to get better? And if both say yes to those questions, then we're in a great spot. The trouble comes in when one of one or both spouses have like a sense of um, like hopelessness when it comes to their marriage. Like I actually don't think she can change or I actually don't believe he can actually change. I don't believe our marriage can get better at this point. That's when we have a problem. But just by simply ask, or considering and asking this question of, do I want to grow? Do I want my marriage to grow? If the answer is yes, it changes our heart posture toward our spouse. So the Apostle Paul, I love this. He was coming to this group of people in scripture who had been living a particular way. And here Paul comes to them and he mixes it up. He like literally flips the kingdom upside down by explaining to them, telling them of this new way of living about these people who were 
followers of Christ and who were not living how, how they were living, but it looked different. They were defined by a different set of standards. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul reads and says to these people, he says this, this is sort of like what he's explaining to them as this is what this group of people, these followers of the way of Jesus, this is, this is what they do to submit to, they submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So Paul is saying that to be a follower of Jesus, you submit to one another out of reverence, out of love, out of awe, out of wonder, out of complete uh, humility for Christ. Because of Christ, you submit to one another. Because of who Christ is, because of what he's done on your behalf on the, cro- on the cross, through his death, his burial and resurrection, you submit to one another. Everyone submits to each other in this body of believers, in, this, in these followers of the way. They're all submitting to one another. And we see this time and time again in scripture we're reminded of what that ultimate submission looks like. It's this picture of what Jesus did. As the head of the church, he submitted, he laid down, he came under and preferred others over himself. He submitted. And that's what this beautiful picture Paul was trying to create for people who didn't know what this looked like to be a follower of Jesus. Paul was saying, this is what it looks like. It it looks like preferring others above yourself. It looks like wanting to die to what you want because you care for others so much. The whole point for Paul that he was trying to make is that when we are more interested in building other people up, when we are more interested in growing, when we are more interested in helping and serving those around us, then we see this beauty of the body that comes alive. It is the picture of Christ caring more about you and me than himself. And that's this beauty of being wanting, like willing to grow individually and see what God is wanting to do in us personally. And then growing so that we can grow and glorify Christ our Lord. So it is not easy to do, but what we see and what we can learn to do in marriage is we can learn to remember that this whole marriage is not like your marriage. This process, this journey of marriage is not about you being right or you being happy or you always having the final say or word. It's a it's literally about you becoming more like Christ. It's about you learning what it looks like to live really with other people more important than yourself. And so that's the hope that you and your husband both have a desire to want to grow and to want to glorify God in how you approach each other in a willingness and a desire to grow and build a better, stronger marriage. Because when you approach marriage in that light with that heart posture of, I want us to grow. I want our marriage to be the best it can be. And I want to be 
who God is asking me to be. I want to grow. I want you to help prune away these areas in my heart and in my life that are not glorifying God. Then what we see is a, is a, is a type of unity and, um, a heart like togetherness in marriage that you really can't like put a formula to because when both spouses are coming together and, and saying, yeah, I want to be who God is asking me to be. I want to grow. And in order for me to grow, I know I need to hear hard things from you and I want our marriage to grow. And in order for our marriage to grow, I need to, you know, strip away some things in my heart and in my mind and in my life that are not helping our marriage grow. Whatever that looks like, I'm willing to do it. And so these are not easy things. These are not rocket science things, but these are essential. When we're talking about communication, honestly, if these three keys are not there, this is within the second key alone, the the desire to approach your spouse with unity, humility, and a desire to grow, then it's just going to be hard. If one of those things is not there within you or your husband, it's communication and connection is just still going to be hard. So if, if you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, I have those things, my husband doesn't, sister friend, pray, go to a counselor, get godly friendships and seek the Lord yourself. You commit to doing these things. You cannot make your spouse want to do these things. You cannot make your spouse want to be on the same team. You cannot make your husband want to have a heart of humility and you cannot make him desire to be pruned (laughs) by God and desire to have an awesome marriage. You can't make him, but you can do that yourself. And that if you've been with a wife like me for any amount of time, you know, that is what we are here to do, to own our stuff, to someday stand before God And know that he will look at us and say, well done, well done. We can only do what we can do. And so my heart and my hope for you listening today is that that is how you would approach your husband. That you would say, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to let God take care of the rest. I'm going to show up. I am going to remind my husband that I am for him, that I am on his team I am going to show my husband what humility really looks like. I'm going to own my stuff. I'm going to come to him with this desire to be pruned myself and grow. And I'm going to remind him that I desire to have an awesome marriage with him. And so as you do those things and you approach your husband through those lenses and you're willing to engage your husband with topics, with different communication or conversation topics and just when you approach your husband through this lens of really love, then I am sure your heart, if if not his, your heart will feel grounded and rooted in God the Father because you can know that you yourself are glorifying him. And so I just want to go back to Romans chapter 15 verses 5 and 6. And I just want to pray this over you and your husband right now. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement also give you the same attitude of mind toward your husband and your husband toward you that Christ Jesus had, 
so that with one mind and one voice, you together, or even you alone, may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join me back next week for an all-new episode of the Wife Like Me podcast. This series is stripped down, no editing, no music, no frills, just me with you chatting and talking about the keys to experiencing healthy communication in marriage. Thanks for hanging out with me, friend. Be sure to subscribe and share this with a friend if you found it helpful. Love you so much, and we'll see you next week. Friend, have you ever thought about starting a podcast? If so, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make and start a podcast so easily and then distribute it everywhere and even earn some money. It's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. And then you can distribute it wherever podcasts are heard. Even video podcasts are available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. But best of all, it's totally free and there's no catch. Ever since we've been using Spotify for Podcasters at A Wife Like Me, we've been able to triple our reach, reaching wives across the globe. And it's so simple. Again, we do this right from our computer. And again, you can do it from your phone. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or just go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters. Again, www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started.